0: going on everybody? Paul Turning here from the Project.net and your host of the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? I hope that you're fine. I hope that you had a great Valentine's. My students were shocked when they asked me, what did you get your wife for Valentine's Day, Paul? I said, nothing because we don't do Valentine's. Our, our anniversary is in January. And so we said, look, you know we don't have to do everything every month. And we've been married for you know 33 years now, so we said, you know what, it's okay. We we know we love each other. We don't we don't have to do all the things. We're we're in agreement with that. That's not just me. That's we we decided that together. I will say though that I came home from youth that night and there was a piece, of chocolate peanut butter pie, and said, I love you on it, and I had to get onto my wife and say, I thought we didn't do this, and, <laughs> and she said, oh, well. So I just sat there and ate my pie and said to myself, next year, Paul, next year. Today, I have a story for you. It's story time, boys and girls. And uh, the story I'm going to share with you today is a very personal story. It's something that uh, happened a few weeks ago. No interview today. I know I've done a series of interviews. So it's just me today. Uh, Womp womp. Sorry. I know some people are like, "Ah, it's just Paul today. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do something else. Sorry to disappoint you. But listen, if you're brand spanking new, you don't have all that baggage of (laughs) of listening to the podcast uh, this long. And so you're like, oh, it's it's Paul and he's going to share a story. That's fantastic. And if you're brand new, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And if you're a regular and you're still sticking around to hear this story, I'm thankful for you as well. I'm thankful for your time and your attention in today's story. Uh, I'll tell you, you might want to break out the tissues. It's a bit of a sad story. But it has a great ending, and uh, I think it will be encouraging to you. So hang around. Today's episode is brought to you by the Disciple Project Store. That's my store where I upload youth ministry resources for fine folks like you. And today I want to remind you, Easter is coming, Lent is already happening, and I have a little Easter Lent bundle if you're interested It has a 40-day Lent journal. It has a lesson called Three Cups. It has a great active lesson called Creating Space for God. I have a couple of prayer stations in there. I have a humility prayer station and then an Easter prayer station. I have also put in a five-week series called Start Again, which is great right after Easter. I have a couple of Easter responsive readings. It has an interactive guide to the Lord's Prayer. And as a bonus, I have a St. Patrick's Day journal worship experience based on the prayer of St. Patrick, the shield of St. Patrick. And I think it has a lot of great little resources in there. So if you want to do something different this year, I think that will help you out. I'll put a link down in the show notes and every purchase you make supports this podcast. It helps get this podcast out to youth workers all over the world. So check out the Easter Lent bundle and then check out the rest of the store. You may find some other things you might like in there. So let's go ahead and get into story time. And I have dubbed this, make something beautiful. Now this incident happened to me several weeks ago, and it was a strange, strange week. I mean, God was up to something. It all started out when I started to write this article about how it's really the students and volunteers who build the culture of youth ministry. And I was overwhelmed with gratitude and decided to post a short thank you on Facebook to the many amazing students and leaders I've had over the years. I tagged a few of the leaders and students from across the many youth groups that I've led. And I hit post. Now, let me say this. I am not one who just posts things and I don't try to, you know, garner flattery or sympathy. So I wasn't, you know, writing to get comments. But the comments did come and they were beautiful and heartfelt, and I thought about all the people that I had tagged. Uh, if I would have tagged everybody, it would have been like a hundred people. But I, in you know, the mix of everybody that I did tag, I thought to myself. I thought about Hannah, and I thought, why didn't I tag Hannah? Hannah was a you know rock star in one of my youth groups, and I just felt bad. I kept asking myself, why didn't I tag her? She was awesome. And later on, I saw where she had you know liked the post, and that was great. And this is where the strangeness begins. The next day, I had lunch with a friend, and I got there about 10 minutes early. It's a great little barbecue joint here in Birmingham. And, and as I sat there, reading the menu behind the counter, in walks Hannah. No lie. I hadn't seen Hannah in several years, but I knew it was her. We locked eyes and smiled, gave each other a big hug. Flashback to 15 minutes earlier. I hadn't even left for the barbecue place yet, and there I was discussing with my wife about the length of time I've been in youth ministry, over 30 years, the fact that it doesn't pay well. And I basically told her that, I listen, I don't know anybody that has worked this hard to get nowhere so fast. And it's one of those hard conversations you have with your spouse sometime when you do something for as long as you do it, and you're just in your feelings about it. I was discouraged. I left the house not really knowing that my feelings were still pretty raw. So back to the present, Hannah and I, uh, talked with one another for a little bit, and, uh, she shared a story with me that she was going to comment about on my, my post, but she didn't. She says, I remember when you first came to our church and you sent me and some others, a postcard that said, I hear you're a leader, let's get together. That was a big day, she said for me. No one had ever thought of me as a leader. And tears began to stream down my face. Those raw emotions began to leak out. I I couldn't stop them. I was embarrassed. I thought I was being an old, sentimental fool. She did not see things that way. She then apologized to me for being a turd, her words, you know, that, you know, she had not been the perfect student and we had a struggle of wills at some point and she wound up leaving the youth ministry. And that was a hard day for me because she was such a great student. And I told her, I said, listen, there's nothing to forgive. And she thanked me for my wife and I's grace towards her during that time. And she asked how I was doing and she was not aware that I was still in youth ministry. I told her I was doing good and trying to get to the next level and then I told her the story of the three men on the construction site. And if you've never heard this story, it's often called the cathedral illustration. And so I told her, you know, the story, I said, well, there was a man who asked three different bricklayers what they were doing. And the first man said, working hard to feed my family. He asked the second man, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm building a wall. What does it look like I'm doing? The third man said, I am building a beautiful cathedral where God will be glorified. I told Hannah that I was trying to be the third man, trying to build something beautiful. And that's when Hannah said, but you are. We, all of your students, are your cathedral. And the tears came again as the smell of brisket filled the room. And then I felt like even a bigger idiot talking to my wife the way I did earlier Because I was just feeling sorry for myself. I was feeling like whatever I was doing wasn't any good anymore. Feeling like none of this was worth it at all. And and then God shows up and does something like that. And if you're a youth pastor listening to this, can I encourage you? Don't build something big. Build something beautiful. God is your champion. And he knows exactly how you feel. And that's it for story time, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it touched your heart. I hope it encouraged you to stay in youth ministry as long as you want to stay in youth ministry. And some of you may be asking, well, Paul, where's my flowers? Why don't I get flowers? Well, let me tell you something. You know, it takes a little time. It takes a little time for those flowers to grow. And then there comes a day, a really hard day, and God takes those flowers that he's been growing over this time, and he finds a way to deliver them to you. You'll get your flowers. You may get them here on earth, or you may get them in heaven, but either way, your flowers have been ordered and they are on their way. And that's it for today, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found value in the story today. If you are a regular, as always, I do appreciate you so much. Could I ask you to take just a few minutes that wherever you're listening to this at, leave a couple of stars and a review, please. That will help this podcast get found by other youth pastors, just like you, who might need to hear an encouraging story like this. And if you're brand new to the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll get episodes like this every week. And don't forget everybody, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. And we'll see you all in the next episode.